You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Game of Shows. Yeah, so it's been uh, it's been like a week and a half since we recorded that episode. Anyway, isn't it a week? Yeah. A week and a half or two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks. Yep, today. Like a very two long weeks time. Today. So we have denied our audience this bonus episode I for know. so long. Hello, audience. We're sorry we've we've neglected you. We're so you for... sorry. We apologise. We've been we've been teasing you. It's it's that thing though, isn't it? I think most of our um, contestants have said, even though we're in lockdown, everyone's busier than they've ever been. Yeah, um, and even well, just yeah, for exactly. us to sit down and talk for ten minutes, it's it's actually hard to pin I that know. down, isn't it? Sometimes. Yes, it took you emigrating up north. <laughs> I've for come up north. Do, does it? Do I sound any more northern? Now I've could, been around could, my... you, could you sound any more northern? Now That's that I'm around my people. Your people, yeah. You're back where you belong <laughs> yeah. with your people. Um, yeah. yeah, no, you sound just as northern as you ever did, which is, good. Which is lovely. That's good. Uh, we're, and um, and uh, it's nice to finally sit down and be able to record a little bonus yeah. for what was, if I'm right, in just trying to remember what shows we had. It was, and, and Juliet. Was and Juliet. And waitress. waitress. Yeah, fantastic. What did you think? It was a fun episode, that wasn't it? It was. It was the testosterone fueled episode, wasn't it? Was it was very uh, male heavy, wasn't it? Very strong. I was strong. thinking, I had it in my head that we'd done an all female episode because we'd had all female teams. We'd had the ladies from six, and we yeah. had a couple, I think we've had a couple of all female teams, but we'll, uh, we, we need to balance the force. Yeah, at we need some to have point a female only episode. By having we? a female only episode. But we again, do. it's just tracking these people down and getting them to commit to yeah. this highly successful. To this life career changing podcast moment, yeah, exactly. I mean, what they don't. Well, I was thinking Johnny Depp's in town, but he. I mean, he has done mm. the odd musical in his time. We should maybe. I think he's in. a bit preoccupied at the moment, though. I don't think he'd want he's a got frivolous on his mind. No, and you don't want to. You don't want to upset him. No, we With don't want to get the that might of his legal team coming at you. No, so he's he's a game because actually, when I was editing the the, the bonus episode together, which the yeah. listeners going to hear shortly, there's mention of my mum. Mrs. Stoddart appears. Mrs. Stoddart, yes. And she I, appears I, I think that. I edited her. I think I actually accidentally, well, not accidentally, but we were so pushed for time with the main episode that all you the, did, you got, you got rid of her. The references to Mrs. Stoddart. Yeah, but she's, there's still the one, episode, but... there's one little reference in the bonus, but I'm sat in, in the spare room in the, in the computer room here at her house. Yeah. And on the wall, there's some show posters. I wanted to see if you could guess what, what's up there. Okay. Well, I mean, it's quite it's quite uh, obvious, but well, okay. So there's uh, this is yes, uh, okay. Evita from the West yes. End, yes, it's yeah, uh, it's there. Good, uh, and uh, UK national tour of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, starring Stoddart as Dan, Dan, how's uh, Dan? Dan, Dan. Um, what else would there be? Oh, Jersey Boys, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah, they're up yeah. there. Pride of place, fantastic. On the wall. That's nice. It's like well, basically it's, you it's say like a shrine place, to me. It's in the spare room where no one well, ever goes. So <laughs> <laughs> company doesn't go into the. That's um, true. It's um, room, so it's a bit it's weird. Room. I'm sat here just looking at pictures of me on the wall. Is that a bit that's vain? Great. Is that a bit? No, it's nice. That's what you do at home. That's tr- no. I just look into a mirror. Yeah, it's what you do at home in London. I've seen yeah. you put pictures of yourself all, all over the walls. The, the Chris um, wall, yeah. Yeah, you're not supposed to have a shrine to yourself in your house. No, I know, it's vague. a bit weird. Um, no, it's nice that your mother is, is very proud of you, and I hope she enjoys the podcast. Yeah, um, she loves it. She she likes it every week, and she says she always texts me telling me how many she got right, how many she got wrong. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So. I think my mother's listened to, to one or two. I'm not sure. <laughs> she always says, I say, have you listened? And she's like, 
and she says to her, like, well, I haven't found it yet. I haven't, I haven't found that one yet. Yeah, it's pretty hard to find if you're, you know. Yeah, you know, well, that's been mother- my plan coming up north to make sure that everyone, like all my family and friends who I see up here, have subscribed it on Apple Podcasts. Absolutely. And I'm going to make sure they've all subscribed and yeah. make, make them write a nice review. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's what I hope really is that in a way, obviously we've been doing, this is the fifth one, isn't it? But hopefully people can continue to discover it online and, yeah. and enjoy it for many, many years to come. And uh, I mean, obviously we'll go on and make, we'll go on and make more, I hope. But we, I think we've decided, haven't we, that episode six yeah. is going to be the end of season six one. Gonna, I think we need to keep wanting more. Yeah. Qu- quit while we're ahead. Quit so while we're ahead. But we've got but some really things, good ideas for future episodes and maybe and some, some maybe bonus episodes. some bonus, bonus episodes, yeah. And uh, yeah. I think, like you said, it's, it's getting, as things get back up and running, I mean, lockdown was the perfect time to do it in a way. And as people are starting to get, I know the theatres aren't back up and running, but people are getting busier and busier. Yeah. I mean, we're getting busier and busier. And, yeah. But as we get into the summer and people are maybe starting to venture out a little bit more, perhaps it's more difficult to yeah. pin people down. I also think it's, you know, it'd be good to be able to tweak the format a little bit now that we've done five or six episodes. Well, yeah, and I think once, we once mentioned that, didn't we, right at the beginning, that our we've got loads of other formats for, like, rounds and things, haven't we? So it'd be nice I think, to introduce yeah, I some think new... We, I think we originally came up with about maybe 10 or 12 rounds or something like that as yeah. to, to what could be. And we've just kind of stuck with the ones that, that worked well, yeah. kind of on Zoom, or it felt like they worked well. And I think, I think now, if they could see what the, my image now, this, this potentially is around. We always said that name, this could potentially be around. Name that tune. Oh, yeah. Go on, I then. don't know if you can hear Do it. Can you hear I can now, yeah. You, say, you did sing a little song to me earlier when I was setting up my um, headphones, and it was very I did. beautiful. Well, it was, <laughs> it, was in, it. it was in homage to our uh, episode, this episode. It's not simple to say <laughs> most days. Bit of waitress, but we it's could. Beautiful. That was a, a thing, wasn't All right, then. What's this? Oh, that's um, that's wicked. That is wicked. Yeah, that, all right. What about defying gravity? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's on me, Todd. <laughs> yeah. Um, on me, Todd. Oh, and this is putting me on the spot. Trying to think of songs now. What, what about this? Oh, don't know. Don't know. <laughs> you know that one. I started to watch Love Never Dies the other day on, um, on telly. Oh, yeah. And I, I did watch, I watched like the first couple of minutes and then I, I thought, oh, it made me want to go off and write instead. So I went off to work on something oh, no. else. Um, but I, have you seen Love Never Dies? On, I've um, never, never on seen it. I only really know it because the students at college maybe sing right. some songs from it and stuff. And that's well, actually, my only... daughter said it was really good. I do want to do want to watch it. I, it's partly watching it on screen that I just doesn't, doesn't uh, agree with me. If I was sat yeah. in the theater, I would be wrapped from, from the, the first moment. There's, there's something about the detachment of watching a, a musical on screen that has never worked for me. I, that, that's kind no. of, I think partly why I find this whole situation with theaters closed, like so frustrating. And even though you say, oh, but you can still see things on screen. Or I you know, read something the other day that said, oh, it's so exciting. Like eight big shows at the moment are about to be made into movies, like in the high, uh, wicked. wicked I think, and yeah. Just, yeah, I cannot get excited about any of them. I mean, obviously Cats you know, was amazing. Well, <laughs> obviously, obviously Cats for itself, the, didn't it? Yeah. the exception, yeah, because yeah. that's the one that really, really worked. I mean, I think there's two, there's, there's the two, I totally get, I know you're quite strong about this, you know, because I think we've spoke about it before, but I agree 
you're never going to get that live feeling it's and a, that a different atmosphere and yeah and but equally i think there's an element of bringing it to the masses which is good but yeah, i true. think you're never going to get the film to be ever as good as the live performance but talking about films I just, our guests that we had from and julia and waitress there's no film version this is a really bad link by the way but i'm going with it there's no film versions of their shows and obviously waitress is close so you're not gonna be able to see that but and julia is there on the stage ready to go when they're allowed yes. and i think maybe it's time for our listeners to have a listen to when chris and lawrence met tim and oliver from and juliet and joel and nathaniel from waitress game of shows start with mr Tomsit. hello how are you ollie and how have you been keeping well yeah i've been good i've been good first couple of weeks i felt like this is a nice little holiday nice break and then it got a little bit dark and a little bit serious and i started to uh, realize i had to do something with my time uh yeah and i've just been basically decorating running and eating biscuits and um we were just going to talk a little bit obviously you're in and juliet at the moment so you are here <laughs> representing and juliet not officially unofficially <laughs> representing and juliet so obviously you're having a little bit of unexpected time off how's it been in that show so far well, i haven't had a chance to see it yet so i am um, all i know about it is what other, i know i apologize tim is looking at me with a with a very stern face. That's all right. That's okay. It's no. It's a new show, and I think it, it kind of they they very very much on purpose kept it under wraps and quite quiet for a long time. And I think the feeling throughout the industry was it was going to be another one of your typical jukebox musicals, which and I and I've done a few of them, you know, and you, some of them were kind of done the, um, the 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 quintessential jukebox musicals with Rock of Ages and We Will Rock You, haven't you? That's kind exactly, of... yeah. And you know, some of them work and some of them don't. And uh, when I got sent the script for Anne Juliet, it, it really worked, and I think it works really well. And, and since we opened in Manchester and then opened in the West End, it's kind of taken theatre land by storm in the sense that it's just enough of a good and good night out and a nice bit, a good story and, a, and, and touching on some current topics and stuff that I think is a, a great night of theatre and you should have really. But it's gone down so well and we were picking up so much momentum and having such a good time for this cruel time yeah, that we're living in to sort of to be, stop yeah. us in our tracks has been hard for us as much as it has been everyone. But um, I think it's amongst the cast, it's really nice for us to all be messaging each other sort of, in where we were sort of left in a place where we were still loving the show and all really want to get back to it and um and get in front of audiences again, which I've no doubt we will. Um, yeah, hopefully you know, sooner rather than later. <laughs> Do you have you been doing much singing or since you've been at home? Or have you are you just resting the pipes? No, first well after the first couple of weeks of break, I was like I started singing again. I was like I'm sounding cute. <laughs> it, was like, it was really like, I was like everybody yeah. should have like a five week break I was like it's coming out clear <clears throat> and so then I started singing other stuff and then I was like I've got no one to sing for <laughs> and my kids and my wife are probably getting a bit bored of me singing so I, I've stopped to be honest I've stopped at the moment but I need to um, approach it again and start to pick up stamina and fitness because doing an eight show week you know in any show is tough so yeah. we don't want it to creep up on us. And so if they said to us now, if they were like, guys, good news, we're going back next week. We'd be like, uh, can I have a couple of weeks? But um, it's, um, of course, we want to get back as soon as possible. But it's, I'm going to be honest, it's hard to, um, hard to keep the discipline in all the different areas 
of life that you want to do in this lockdown time. Um, and I, I think I'm going through phases of looking after my, my fitness, then looking after my kids, then looking after my wife, and then looking after the doors that need painting. What about yourself, Ollie? Look after yourself. <laughs> yeah. Look after yourself, I know. But yeah, the voice... The voice was the voice. I think sounding good, but to be honest, if we had, if I went back tomorrow, I would sound amazing tomorrow, and then by show four, I wouldn't be able to sing. Yeah, and in terms of of going back, have they said anything? Like, do you think you'll be in rehearsals for a little bit, or do you think you'll be straight back into the show eight show, shows a week? I think like most shows, we have. There's been well, I mean, I can only speak from our point, our our, our angle really, but we've had lots of optimism from our producers. Um, and they've been brilliant and they've communicated amazing with us because um, it's as hard for them as it is for us. Mm, Everyone's yeah. just like, you know, hanging on the government's word and, uh, you know, we're not getting a lot of help, but I, I kind of, I, I don't, I don't really blame them because theatre is obviously going to be the last thing that returns. So it's probably going to be the last thing on the agenda. It's just very hard for us to, um, watch all the other industries go back when it's it's not just a job for us it's our passion our hobby yeah, as well definitely. so it's hard not to be emotional about it mm-hmm. but um we don't know when we're coming back exactly but i i think we've turned a corner in the past week or so um and uh and the, the support seems to be ramping up and i've got a good feeling that we'll be back before the end of the year Fingers crossed. I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah, definitely. I just remembered it's radio, so no one can see it. <laughs> yeah, we're all crossing our fingers. We're all fingers. doing it. Definitely. We're all crossing. Definitely. Ollie, just quickly, we're just talking about, you know, you were saying about it being hard and being, you know, tough to get back into there. With all the, the shows you've done, you know, those the big rock shows and stuff, is it is there one uh, that was particularly tougher than, than others? Or, or are they all, you know, I'm just kind of thinking about the, the like, We Will Rock You and Rock of Ages or, or back to to wicked what's what's been the kind of the toughest one on your stamina and your ability to kind of keep um, singing that eight shows a week i think when you're younger you're sort of a bit more bulletproof um what do you know as now? i 50, started 55, as I, 56 yeah it feels it but um no when, when i was younger i felt a bit bulletproof but to be honest those that was the time when i was playing sort of uh slightly easier roles like like fiero and wicked um and then when I sort of hit rock of ages and my sort of rock era, if you like, which I'd never been considered for uh, in the first 10 years of my career. No one saw me as a rock. Well, I remember, I, I'm my, I've known you for 20 years. I remember teaching you like singing rep at Arts Ed in 2001 or something crazy. When did you graduate from Arts Ed? <laughs> yeah, you weren't doing rock stuff. You were doing real um, juvenile leading man stuff like Marius and that sort of thing. Have you, did you ever play Marius? Did you ever do that? You, no. Do you know, I've only ever had one audition for Les Mis in my entire career. So how did you find yourself in rock shows then? Just from, I think from being a tenor and also growing up listening to a lot of Queen music and a lot of 80s power ballads, a lot of VH1. I just, mm. I loved it. And I, I mean, Stevie Wonder was a massive uh, influence of on my singing and stuff. I just used to listen to his music and used to love how he'd sing in that sort of high mix the whole time. Um, and as much as, you know, I never came, never could come close, it was, it was always actually something that instilled a really good solid technique in the sort of higher register of my voice. So then when I got to see singing teachers and specialists who'd helped me with the raspier, rockier side of it, you sort of had a nice foundation already up in the rafters. Um, so singing Rock of Ages was tough 
I was just coming out of my bulletproof stage where I still felt young and I could sing crazy stuff all the time. I remember the first sort of six months feeling like this is good. I'm feeling all right. And then that fatigue starts to kick in and you, you know, you, you, you've suddenly got seven shows and you've got six shows and then you're down to five and then you're forced to take a couple of weeks off and then you come back and you have to build up the stamina again. And then um, I managed to get the end of that contract and then was kind of semi poached for we will rock you because Brian May had come to see rock of ages. And um, prior to that, I'd auditioned for We Will Rock You five times. And every time they'd, they'd be like, no, nah, you're not quite right. And obviously I was taller than what your average Galileo would have been. And they'd always said to me, oh, you're too tall or you're, you know, you're not quite ready for it. And like, I kind of believed them, you know, I wasn't ready for it. I kind of, everyone comes into their own at different points in their career. But when I was sort of 30, 31, I felt, and I'd had the experience with doing Rock of Ages, I thought, no, I can do this. And Queen, I love Queen, massive fan of Freddie Mercury. So um, going into the audition, it was, it felt like a, a breeze because Queen music kind of has sort of more of a technical, classical kind of side to it as well. Unlike the Rock of Ages stuff, which is kind of, you're screaming for a lot a, of it. And it's a, hard to find the difference between yeah. singing it technically and actually really rasping it up. Well, it was for me anyway. Um, I think new modern techniques with a lot of youngsters coming through have a better understanding than what we all did 20 years ago. Um, especially when, like you said, I was trained in doing mainly legit singing. So We Were Rock You, when I went into it, was, a, was actually a, quite an easy sing. But then I had a kid. <laughs> and I stopped sleeping and uh, suddenly that job became hard because other, <clears throat> other factors started creeping into my life but singing up there as a tenor was always something that was more comfortable for me and funnily enough when people asked me what was the hardest show I did vocally it ended up being um, Sky and Guys and Dolls because it's a baritone role really it's um, maybe high baritone if you want at best but it's bar it's got some low notes in it and I don't naturally sit down there so I had to I had to sort of retrain my voice to sing down there and then foolishly the amount of dialogue I had to sing I used to try and deliver the role in this really gruff voice I remember trying to make him into this sort of Robert De Niro gangster type character which I think I felt it suited it it felt really lovely in the, um, when you were approaching the book and the text but in actual fact I think people don't realize how much the speech side of what you're doing can affect when you have to flip into the singing in musical theater where you're crossing over the two so to answer your question ironically the hardest thing I've done is skying guys and dolls that's very interesting. Mm, uh, well, interesting sure. and a very long-winded answer. But, <laughs> no, no, it's, you know. good. it's brilliant, man. Thank you so much. Let's move on. We'll move on and we'll be here all night. But I could listen to you talk about it all night. It's fascinating. Let's talk to um to Mr. Mahendran, Tim. You're in, you're, you're, you're in the same show as Ollie Thompson. Yeah, and am I, am I right in saying, Tim, when I looked, is it your West End debut, this show? It is. So it how is, how's yeah. that experience been for you? Obviously, on the flip side to Ollie, now kind of this is your first yeah. West End job and... How's that Fantastic. been? That old veteran over there, how many years ago I had the rock of ages. <laughs> I see where we're going with this. We've got the old man angle. Um, <laughs> and talented rookie. Okay, okay. Yeah. Just gonna eat my biscuit. Yeah. Do you know, it's been, it's been incredible. It really has. Um, it wasn't anything that I ever expected. Um, we, did a, we did a workshop at the show in April 2008. Uh, 18 and so we did a two-week wow. workshop and I just finished my professional debut actually which Luke Shepard directed and he asked me to come along and he was doing this workshop and would I be interested in sort of just being part of it and I was like sure I would love to 
and you know, I, I'd left drama school early, so I was just grateful for anything. I'd be in any room, I didn't care, I'd just do it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got in this room and, uh, you know, immediately, there were quite a few people actually in the show who was involved in that workshop, which is really nice. Um, but I remember Cassidy Jansen came up to me and she said, oh, you know, David Bedell is going to come and he's going to play your dad in, in this workshop and stuff. And immediately I was sort of still in my drama, drama school set mind. And I was like, jeez. I was like, okay, okay, that cool. That cool. You're, you're being paid to be here. And I was like, David Bedell, who? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so, um, <clears throat> yeah, so we did that. And then, um, and then obviously they cast it and stuff. And they cast it before we did a five-week workshop. And, and um, my sort of, my, when I was younger, my sort of go-to singer was, um, for music theatre, was um, Killian Donnelly. He's got made the voice. And, and obviously Ollie, Ollie, Ollie was a vocal um, inspiration for me as well. Like, um, and so Cassidy told me that Ollie had been casting and I was like, wow. I was like, okay, oh, okay, big time, okay. And I remember that first workshop day, I was bricking it. I mean, I went into the American church and I was like, oh my days. I was like, what am I doing here? All the American team was there, everyone. I was like, geez. Um, and then it's just been like a joy from start to finish. Just been an absolute joy. Um, and so that sort of pressure of it being a West End debut, it's been non-existent really. It's just been, it's just been a lot of fun. Like, Obviously, me and Ollie are utter children on it. I did a Q&A the other day. We, we invented this game called Wall Ball, right, where you throw a ball against a wall and you have to catch it from behind you. And I was kind of absolutely crazed just from us being idiots and kids, right? People ask me on Q&As, oh, how have you felt in lockdown not being able to play Wall Ball? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. But yeah, no, it's, it's been It's the it's hardest part of it for you, isn't it? Not being yeah. able to play Wall Ball. No, I mean. It's massively, massively social in, in show business. You know, it's a massive part of all yeah. of our lives. Yeah. And you've been, you take, yeah, wall ball. <laughs> no, wall ball is. But you know, not only is our sort of passion, our hobby, and our careers been taken away, a massive part of our sort of just, I don't know, the energy, the, the, mm. the, the, the I, I always think people in show business are the best people in the world. And that's why I do yeah. it. It's, um, and every show <clears> I do, I meet countless mates that I can take with me for life 100% and also it's that thing of like we used to go into work and used to laugh start to finish like obviously you'd have your own little worries about a show or whatever but you just used to laugh and it was that's such a blessing I know people going to work and they just can't wait yeah. to get out of it and I used to look forward to that that was my day you know that was my thing that I'd go to and it, it sort of, yeah, the rug's been pulled a little bit. Mm. Um, it'll be back. It'll be back. It'll, exactly. It'll be back. It'll, of course it'll be back. Fabulous. Thank you Brilliant. so much. We're talking to mates you take with you through life. I've known Nathaniel Morrison for probably about 20 years as well. <clears throat> Unmute oh yourself, Thank my you. dear. How are you? Thank you so I'm much good. for coming How tonight. dare you spot me up like that? You could have said like five years so people could think that I was young. No, but we were kids. We played in the playground. We played wall ball all those years ago. Of course, wall ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, no, we invented that. We invented that. Well, we had our own version, but it's had nothing to do with walls. <laughs> How are you? How are you, my friend? How are you surviving? Because you're talking of like wonderfully sociable people and people who thrive on the energy of the people they surround themselves with. Are you um, managing to maintain that on Zoom and that sort of thing? Yeah, I can't get off the thing. <laughs> yeah. We live on it, don't we, Chris? We live yeah. on it. Yeah. Too much, too much Zoom. 
it's crazy. It's taken, I'm going to be honest, it's consuming a lot of my life and I'm yeah. starting to get worried. I'm actually now having to make sure that I take time out away from Zoom. And obviously Waitress was due to finish anyway, wasn't it? So, I mean, technically Waitress yeah. would, have, would have been done, but you were, you were robbed that experience of kind of the end of the, end of a, what, a three year, you'd been with the show the whole time it was on, yeah. you? Yeah, and yeah. Maybe so almost, was, you might, well, we'll talk to you. Yes, plus. Yeah. So, I mean, that must, that must be kind of bittersweet as well for it to, to say goodbye to the show in that, in that way. Did you know your last show when it came was going to be your last show? I mean, did, or well, I, well, I think they did. But what was annoying for me was um, I'd had a holiday scheduled. And prior to the holiday, I was obviously in the company manager's office figuring out whether I should go or not, what the government was saying. And like, we'd lose out on so much money if we didn't go because the companies weren't budging. So we ended up going. I ended up going to Israel. So whilst I was in Israel, the WhatsApp group that we have blew up. And I was like, no, this can't be happening right now. Even though, you know, I had my concerns when I was going on holiday, I'd never thought that I'd come back to not being able to say goodbye to my colleagues, mm -hmm. let alone no job. So it burnt. It really yeah. burnt me. It was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. Well, listen, let's move on to more cheerful things than to talk about <laughs> for you. Because I'm going to be upbeat and Chris well, and I would... horrible. I'm having a horrible time. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, sorry. Well, that's good because all we've had so far is Tim like, oh, and Juliet's brilliant. And all the time, <laughs> it's all been wonderful. I need some dirt, man. I need, you know, we need gossip for this, you know, so, so we can tweet about I'll it or something. come to the right but, place, then really, I can give you all yeah, exactly. the gossip. So, so like. I've got gossip on you, Nathaniel. I'm sure you have, but well, yes, you keep it. that to yourself, yeah? You that was really... however many years ago. Yeah, you were Jersey Boys <laughs> together, right? You were, yeah. We did. Uh, up we did. Yeah, Jersey in London. Boys. But you just keep going from job to job, really, Nathaniel, don't you? So what's, what's in the pipeline? I'm blessed. Um, getting out of Corona Alive is in the pipeline right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, Amen. I don't, I don't know now, obviously, because the whole industry is a little bit upside down and, mm. you know, everything's gone to self tapes and um, everything is more online based and we're still trying to fight our corner and as you said um, Lawrence, it's definitely going to come back I believe that and I'm optimistic that we're going to fight to get Do you know I, back I um, was, was just um, getting in touch with the creative team of a show I did a couple of years ago and writing to everyone and we're working on producing a new production of it and uh, I've never felt such gratitude kind of come back at me from emails from sending out emails saying this we're talking about the future and talking about actually creating work and doing something the actual idea of talking about the future and being positive and that is so yeah. kind of essential i think for everyone at the moment to be able to think about the future yeah. and and we've been working on on a few ideas and just saying listen let's just we cannot be pessimistic we have to be optimistic and, and that's plan right the future and, and, and that's what i've been advocating happen. actually sorry to mm. cut you but that's exactly what i'm excited when i hear you talk about optimism at this point because we do need to have that and we are creative people so we can create nothing can stop us creating you know the government can do what the hell they like but it's not going to stop us from yeah. creating no exactly and once we are able to create then we are able to create platforms for ourselves so that our art can be seen heard and experienced yeah. and, and i know you do i mean you're teaching and you're 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 involved with the the choir as well that you, you, you everything everything i'm doing everything i've just become um, an agent as well wow. um not so long ago yeah i'm, I'm like, now let's talk we'll talk i could do i could use some work <laughs> oh can come over i'll sort you out i'll look after you yeah, actually can you get us all work for absolutely yeah. there's a self-tape for every single person here i'm pretty sure of it thank not you me, yeah mate. not me <laughs> no 
but that's been incredible. Like Red Talent, um, working for them now as a creative consultant. Oh, was that a plug? Did he get a plug in, Chris? Did he, he did. He got one. Of course, he I did. got one plug. Listen, this is a musical theatre platform. Do it. Plugs galore. Plug, listen, tell all of you, plug anything, anything you you can, because we've got eight or nine listeners now. So, you know, <laughs> great. Seriously. Well, when I start, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. thanks, um, thanks, mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mrs. Stoddart. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. thanks, I love mom. you, Mrs. Stoddart. Yeah, <laughs> I've been I've been incredibly busy with the West End Gospel Choir, with Red Talent Management, with West End MT, which I'm a patron for, and um, yeah, just still trying to be an actor as well as yeah. all of that. So no, I've been no. really, really busy, and I think that's kept, that's kept me sane. That's kept me sane. Mm. I'm sure, like Ollie, your kids and you know your wife and painting your yard has kept you sane and has kept you going. I think we all find things that keep us going, and every now and then I surprise myself by doing a home workout mash up the flooring, ruin the flooring because I'm an elephant at this point, but I'm still trying to do my thing because I think if, if the industry opens back up suddenly, I don't want to be the fat guy. I'm not being rude. I just don't want to be. And I can quite easily be living on Caribbean cuisine. You can quite easily become the fat guy very easily. Okay. So you've got to keep yourself oh, trim, look after yourself. I'm taking my vitamins and I'm doing my home workouts as much as I can. Lovely. Thank you, Nathaniel. That was <laughs> really insightful. Thank you. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you. Um, Joel, you've been so patient listening to everyone. Thank you for that. <laughs> right, Actually, Joel, Joel's just come back. He was, he, where have you been, man? I mean, in fairness, that was like it was in Waitress. I used to sit in my dressing room for an hour. So it was kind of <laughs> not waiting. <laughs> well, I, I realized I've se- I, obviously I saw you in Waitress and I think I saw mm. you in, um, in Falsettos as well. Yeah, but thank right. you for joining us today. So you've been in, uh, were you in the whole, the whole run of Waitress as well? I realized no, just... I joined, I was, um, I think I was a bit of an afterthought actually. Basically, I think they had someone planned to go in and uh, that something happened and they were like, oh, this dude will do. So well, thank God we got you, babe. Because honestly, this, this you, dude, you do, you do yourself light up the whole place. <laughs> Seriously, what a blessing, what a gift to have in a, in a cast. And I'm not just saying it because you're here. I'd say it behind your back too. So <laughs> you've also said a lot of things behind my back, that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so Joel, what were you doing before Waitress came along? Have you? Because uh, we obviously were talking about Tim doing his his West End debut, and and oh well, I mean, like, let's be honest, Tim's like a younger, better version than me. So I've got to watch this one because he's he's going to be after the jobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, Ooh. He's, he's straight, he's straight after. I'm like, oh, when I see him at an audition, I'm like, oh god, here we go, the young guy. <laughs> um, but man, I, I must admit, I've seen I've seen the show. <laughs> He's still got it, mate. Uh, <laughs> Ollie and Tim and Andrew, yeah, they're both amazing. And I've known Nate. I've known Nate for a long time, actually. But me and Ollie weirdly met in a bar in New York. And that was when I was kind of a little bit like you, Tim, sort of, oh, my God. A living legend. Ollie Thompson from, from Wicked. Oh. I was like, oh, my God, it's Ollie. Um, you, weren't, now, obviously, you, weren't, you weren't that shy, though, because Joel asked, approached me after hardly knowing me if I could get a poster signed yeah. By the cast of, uh, oh no, what was it? To pick up a poster that was signed by Daniel Radcliffe on Broadway. Yeah. In so How to Succeed in Business. That it was Sarah, me. wasn't it? Sarah Gleeby. Yeah. You were like, right, we're going to New York. Can you pick up this poster for me for my collection? I was like, okay. <laughs> 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 it's so lovely. Um, no, but what was I doing before? I, just working, like all yeah. of us, you know, trying to, find, trying, trying to find the next gig, trying to find the next challenge, really. I think that's one thing that we all think as actors is we always want to be challenged no matter what it is. And um, I see nothing, nothing but positivity now because 
I mean, how bad, how, how much worse can it get? It can't. So as long as we are channeling the positive energy that everyone's doing online and whatever they're all doing, we're going to come back with a vengeance. Like, there's, no, there's no doubt mm. about it. Uh, you know, these boys are killing it in Anjuliet. They're amazing. So anyone that listens out there, go see them. Yes. Yes. Cool. It's been great. And the doing Waitress was wonderful. Falsettos was brilliant, although I was called off a plane uh, to do it. And I was like, that's a genuine story. I was actually on a plane when they called me and they said, Matt has left the show. Can you come wow. in? So I was like, um, I'm actually on a plane, so let's see if I can get off it. And they cancelled the flight. It was Thomas Cook. So <laughs> what can you do? Oh. Um, and yeah, so you single-handedly it. brought Thomas Cook to the ground. Well, I mean, yeah, they deserved it. So Dobies, uh, baby. Yeah, great. That was crazy. Thank you. So, thank you so much, everyone. That's really, really fantastic stuff. I could listen to you all natter about it all all night, but we do have a quiz to do. Game of shows. So that was Tim Mahendran, Ali Thompson, uh, Joel Montague and Nathaniel Morrison from two amazing shows and Juliet and Waitress. Um, as, as you said, Waitress is, is gone, done and dusted. It's, it's closing night would have been, I think, uh, in April, the... wouldn't it? it was, or was it as late oh, as that? It, I, it was oh. meant to be running until July, I think. And then I think when it locked right. down, they obviously yeah. made the decision. But I thought it was sad about what back. Nathaniel was saying about, you know, he was on holiday, yeah. wasn't he? And yeah. Game of shows. One other little thing I thought, you know, yeah, we do our five uh, for five yeah. points. So here's what I'm going to test you. Points. Oh, God. This person was born in 1987. Okay. For four points. This person moved to London in 2006 for three points. This person is Northern. <laughs> Buzz. Uh, is it you, Chris? It is. I was gonna go. I was gonna say that when I thought, but 2006. I mean, like 1987. Yeah, 32. That sounds like you. But um, or 33 even. But. Moved in 2006. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's right. That was me. That's when I went to Mount View. I mean, that wow. wasn't even that funny. I just, it just, I thought it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, episode six, our yep. final episode of series one. And yes. spoiler, we haven't done this in a few weeks, but I'm going to give a spoiler. Okay. So, for our final episode of series one, we can reveal that one team is going to be from. Dear Evan Hansen. Woo! That's very exciting. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. That. I'm glad that we've pulled that off. I think we, we can definitely confirm the show and yep. people TBC, but we've got some good people lined up. And then their opposing team, we've got a couple of, we've, couple we've of reached ideas, out to a couple of different ideas. So yeah. hopefully in the next kind of couple of weeks, we'll have episode six ready to go. And then you'll have a whole back catalogue of series one to binge on for months to, to come done. yeah exactly and to share with your friends and other musical theater fans yeah everyone's everyone start like, tweeting uh elaine yeah, page on sunday there's a few musical theater fans out there who haven't found us yet i'm just guessing i think there's loads of musical theater fans out there yeah haven't found i'm gonna us. i'm gonna start sharing it with my musical theater peeps in america because i haven't yes. really kind of told them about it we're gonna go global we do have some listeners in uh, in the globe in the global we do we have some because i've been looking at the stats um, yeah. they're, they're all around the world but uh, yeah share it like it comment on it uh, review it what are the other things you can do definitely subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, yeah definitely subscribe as we always uh, say you can find us on Apple Podcasts you find us on Spotify our Instagram is at Game of Shows Quiz 
and our Twitter is at shows underscore quiz. That's correct. We covered all bases. Thank you, mate. It's been so, an absolute pleasure working on episode five with you. Yes. And I look and, forward uh, to episode six. We'll see, with, you, see you episode six. Yeah, with- Game of Shows. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.